0: Welcome to Navigating Education, the podcast. Bonus episode four of our Navigating the Toggle Term, a guide for K-12 classroom and school leaders. uh, Bonus segments uh, talking with our case study authors. And today I'm with Rosie Avalos who is a secondary educator from California's Inland Empire. She is a uh, Spanish teacher. She has a master's in teaching and learning and she is really interested in bilingual education and she's part of, of the induction uh, mentor uh, program in her district for beginning teachers and she also serves as a mentor for uh, fellow Bruin educators who graduated from UCLA and is a huge fan of Disneyland and drive-ins and enjoying new food in restaurants. And today we're going to be talking about professional development and learning during the toggle term. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So it was interesting. So when I was trying to find people for to write this case study, I didn't want to find like an edgy celebrity to write this. I wanted to talk to like someone that is not an edgy celebrity, but just someone that is um, not like huge on Twitter or like social media or anything like that, because I feel like they were, were going to be skewed in terms of what they were going to be talking about. I just wanted to talk to someone that I knew that could give me just like a really true, like authentic, Um, experience. Um, So I I really do appreciate you um, talking in the book about your professional learning experience over the last 15 months. So let's get to know you a little bit more and then we'll talk about how did you conduct your professional development and learning um, the past 15 months. So what is your context in education? How did you get there? And then how did you navigate the past 15 months uh, teaching Spanish?
1: So I teach, like you mentioned, I teach Spanish in the an in Empire. Um, I am very blessed that I got to teach. I get to teach in my former school district. Um, I love it out here. Like, I, I really feel like I connect with my students because I grew up in the community. Um, I know that it was my teachers, you know, from my high school that really inspired me into going to education. Um, I love learning about languages and, uh, you know studying different languages and speaking different languages. Um, and uh, for me, it was just, you know, the, the thing that I knew that I wanted to do, like getting into teaching and uh, I know that uh, for me, I would not have been able to survive my first years of teaching without my my induction mentor. So, like, as you mentioned, I am an induction mentor too for um, my school district. And I know that I as I was going through this year it was really hard because As I mentioned in the case study, uh, we were told on a Friday, hey, we're taking an extra week of spring break. And then they expected us to be teaching online on that Monday and I had no idea what I was doing or anything like that. And um, I I just really, you know, I think the only way that I truly survived was collaboration, like collaborating with, you know, people that I met online like through Twitter or Instagram, like these educators that I followed, or even just, you know, talking with um, some of my peers and colleagues at my my school site and even, you know, being able to, you know, um, help out the new teachers this year, I learned a lot from them, you know, I think they, they went through their, you know, teaching credential program right towards the end as we went to pandemic teaching. So for them, they really emphasized like, hey, you need to be using technologies, you need to be, you know, thinking of these like different ideas of like what you're going to bring into the classroom. So I honestly think that the only way that I survived um, these last 15 months was through collaboration, like with anyone that I could and just, you know, um, trying to do as many PDs and like trying to just, you know, learn as much as I could, like uh, integrating technology into the classroom. Yeah,
0: totally. And it, and it seems like you uh, were able to connect with people in your school site and district, as well as on Twitter for professional learning. So that's so that's great. And I know that you talked a lot about that in your case study. So let's let's talk a little bit about more of like, what did the professional learning and development look like? Was it like, A large one off professional development, or was it a series of um, professional learning activities? Was it coaching? Was it uh, just through resources found on social media? Just talk a little bit about all those experiences.
1: Yeah, so I I attended numerous uh, trainings. I I think since the spring, you know, since we went on online teaching in March of 2020, like I honestly, you know, I remember um, for our school district. um, they gave us a computer in January and so we were to slowly start like implementing you know like using technology in the classroom so I was still in that stage where I was like okay I have not used a PC (laughs) computer in a while you know I think um the one that I had at school the the only thing that I would use it for was like taking attendance or you know when I I hosted like a kahoot game for the kids and the kids Mm -hmm. were on their phone you know so for me, I was very like, oh, my God, I have not used Microsoft Office. Like, I don't know anything, you know, with Teams or, or Flip or anything like that, you know. So I think for me, it was really just like, OK, like, let me just get um, be able to do like any, you know, PD that I saw or anything like that. So I, I know initially, like um, I, I made a, a Twitter, like an education Twitter, one of my my colleagues um, at my school site, I know he used it like, and, and that's actually how I found you. Um, I know he was a classmate, a classmate of yours, right? So I, I made a, a Twitter for like my, my educator profile. And then I, I found other educators and they were posting a bunch of resources or they were posting, you know, um, free like PDs like on on how to use like Flipgrid or or how to use Teams or like breakout rooms or this and that. Um, So that was one way, and I found it very helpful because a lot of these teachers, especially elementary teachers, they are super creative. And and, um, even though I teach high school, I do technically teach elementary Spanish. So I was able to, you know, like get from them, like, hey, like I can use this, what they're doing, and I can, you know, kind of translate it over into, you know, for my grade level, you know, and and that was great. And I know my um, school district also offered a lot of PDs. They started offering a lot of PDs. Um, some of them were awesome, some of them were not so great, but even the ones that were not so great, I was like, okay, like, you know, they emphasize this. I'm already doing that in the classroom. So that's good. You know, I always made sure to like, okay, like validate like what I was doing correct. Um, I know some of the best ones that I attended though, and and I think have been hands down my favorite have been the ones that other teachers have done. Um, my school district does have, you know, a department dedicated for like technology, like um they're the ones that are supposed to train the teachers and help them this and that but I a- along with many teachers felt like you know we were going to these trainings and you know they couldn't really answer specific questions that we had since they were not in a classroom like we would ask them hey what do we run into this issue or like how would you do it for this and they were not able to answer those questions so when my school district started having teachers you know provide a professional development for other teachers like hey this is how we're using it you know like for example Hugo I know he had um, a PD on on uh, I what was I can't even remember right now but he had a PD right and he made sure to um, he made sure to emphasize like hey this is how I'm using it for this specific subject area I know one of my colleagues you know she teaches Spanish and she's using it this way and then there's another teacher in science using it this other way, you know, and then he was able to, you know, provide them like, hey, like, this is, this is how you use this, like, now you go and try it, like, you know, like, now apply and model it, which was great, which I thought was like, okay, these are like, really the trainings that, you know, um, I I like, you know, that I'm, 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 I'm I, I can actually, you know, get something from, I, I know, you the other question you also had was like, the ones that didn't work, I think for me, personally, were the ones that had um, extended, like, breakout rooms, you know, um, that they expected us to like have discussions, which I think is great that you're able to talk with people. But um, I, I found, you know, with myself as well, was we are doing these professional developments during our own times, and then so a lot of these p- teachers, you know, educators, like they have kids of their own, they have lives, busy schedules, or, you know, um, some of them were like right after school. So as they were on their way to like home on their commute, you know, like they can't really be talking, you know, like they're driving. So they're, they're more like um, actively like listening, you know? So I think for me, yeah, would, the, the best PDs that I did attend were those that were interactive and allowed for us to apply and model.
0: No, totally. And I I think just from my experience as well is that the best professional learning is teacher led or someone that has been in the classroom or can provide a lot of different examples of how that integration can occur and um, making them engaging. And I've always felt using the model of I model how to do it like I do, we do, you do it. And Mm -hmm. so providing them with that upfront engaging activity and then allowing them at the very end to customize it for their own class and then share it with their colleagues. And then you can all share it amongst each other. So whether it's for your class or for another type of class, or maybe someone has a different idea, that they can use it as well. So that's, that's great. And I want to talk now a little bit about how did all this, because for example, your situation is that Even before the pandemic began, you just got computers like one to one in your classroom in January. So of 2020. So you're, I mean, in terms of just some districts were kind of late to the game in terms of those one on one devices. So you had to learn a lot in the last past uh, 15 months to totally like change your instruction. So talk a little bit about all how how all that professional development and learning has uh, impacted uh, your instruction over the past 15 months.
1: I think, well, for me, you know, I was very, I'm very, I'm a very hands-on teacher. Like, I love, you know, learning through gamification. And then, so in my classroom, you know, I do a lot of like board games or, you know, we learn a lot through like games or, you know, just like hands-on activities. And, you know, I have like an interactive notebook for the kids. And um, for me, when we got computers in January, it's like, you know, uh, I know they kind of like, you know what the district like their expectations was like you're going to be fully using them like for like we're going to eventually get to the point where you guys are not going to be using paper like you're not going to have quick print anymore, you know, like you guys are not going to have like paper copies and bubble. And for me, it was like, well, I'm, I've, am you know, been trying for the past three years at that point, like mastering using like an interactive notebook and like getting my students to use it and which they love, you know, and I, and I really think it works and stuff. So for me, it was like, I don't want to use the computer, you know, um, in the classroom. I, I think I mentioned to you like before I I'm am a Mac person. Like I I moved towards Mac when I was in uh, doing my undergrad, mm-hmm. and like I just you know completely I was like you know what Microsoft Office like I just you know I'll forget about you. And then so when um I got the computers, I was like oh my god it's it's been it's it's been a while that I used like a PC. I'm like I know there's been like a lot of different changes, and then you know there was Teams, and it's like hey you need to like you know uh, push out assignments through Teams and do this and do that and then so for me it was overwhelming and even they had trainings for us they they started giving us trainings um I want to say since the fall of 2019 but it was not um they were not very helpful because at that point you know like they were teaching us how to oh you you can do this you can do that and it's like well my students don't have the computers yet like I really can't you know like you know try it out because it's like I'm going to create this but then it's like they don't have the computers they can't really like practice on them or anything like that and so I know for me like yeah like January of 2020 was like okay like I have to just you know start and so I did slowly by slowly you know um, like I started like on my own I, Microsoft Office has a lot of trainings um, on their actual websites for teachers mm-hmm. you can earn like badges and points so I started doing those you know like at my own pace and I I started you know like um, learning how to use like the, the different programs and everything and then um, once, you know, that March 13th, 2020, when like most of the school districts here in Southern California closed, I was like, okay, they're expecting us to teach on that Monday. Like, what am I, what am I going to do? You know? And then I, I know I had, I had at that point, I had had my, um, educator Twitter for a while. And then, so I was able to find those like educators that were like sharing what they do or what they were doing or how they were, you know, moving their, um, physical classroom to online and. I think that was really my salvation (laughs) because I I I can't imagine like um, any other way you know because it was overwhelming.
0: No, it was really overwhelming. And you were kind of just like you you hit the ground running. It seems like you went to a ton of different trainings. You um, basically took the opportunity and I think really um, just revolutionized the way that you taught in your classroom. And I'm sure that um, you know it's. Probably the most change you've ever had in terms of your um, pedagogy and class since you began teaching. So, um, when we moving forward into the future, what do you recommend teachers and school leaders to do regarding that professional development and learning? Uh, what do you recommend for them to provide uh, moving forward to teachers?
1: I think um, I, I, I would definitely say to use other teachers, you know, like to work across the district, like I know, um, for me, I was very blessed to have like, you know, other educators at my side that like helped me out a lot. They don't teach the same subject. I do. Um, one of the best, you know, collaborators that I had is a is a math teacher. And so I We were just able to, you know, like talk and it's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, um, while well, I'm doing this. It's like, okay, like, I think I can use the same thing just for like my subject area. And then I know, um, you know, having, you know, being an induction teacher, I was also able to, you know, talk with like other, you know, members from like other schools and and you know our district really emphasized, um, you know, having teacher-led professional development um, across the district. You know, and being able to provide that for all teachers, having it open for all teachers, or even instructional support um, teachers, or or just like induction, like just everyone, you know. And and I really think um, they they really emphasize like, hey, you guys are not on this alone. Like you know, like everyone is in this. Like we're here to help you. Um, it was just a really, I think a team effort, like, you know, like, I I think that's, that's the only way a lot of us survived, Um, especially in in my, in my district, because they, they offered PDs, they had, I think, PDs at least two or three times each week, you know, for different things, um, for different levels, like, uh, you know, some of them were for like beginning teachers, like intermediary, or like, you know, at, at different levels, you know, of like how, well, they knew different programs or like different technologies and all of that stuff which i thought was really really helpful because you know no one's at the same level
0: no definitely and i i i believe that that cross-school collaboration i feel like we have all these resources now so if one person's connected to a large group of educators are doing these one you know awesome practices and you can collaborate with someone in the building um, that can share that with you, and you can share that with others. And that collaboration piece is is, um, is huge. And I and I truly believe that if schools have that professional development and learning as a collab part of their collaborative culture, then you're going to see um, building wide and district wide those changes and improvements in instruction. So, thank you so much for uh, being on and talking a little bit more about your experience with professional development and learning over the past 15 months. If you would like to learn more about uh, this specific uh, case study, you can purchase the book, Navigating the Toggle Term, a guide for K-12 classroom and school leaders coming out in July, 2020. Thank you so much for being here today. And I look forward to uh, you for having a restful summer.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you.